Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm at this point. I might as well just start a full-on applause, a round of applause. <laughs> round of applause. Yeah, for me getting this working finally. Is that what we're clapping for? That that too. Yeah, that too. That's worthy. Applause worthy. <laughs> I would guess. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back. Oh, thanks. Welcome back to uh, real life or whatever. I don't. I don't even know. No, that's a. Uh, that's good. That's what um. Yeah. That's what I should be welcome back to. Yeah, because it's been a. It's been a long couple of months, I guess. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I've been working too much. So we're we're all working too much. I know. I I agree. <laughs> I have a lot of theories about that. Oh yeah, yeah. You had a lot. Of, you had a lot of time to sit and think about it. <laughs> yeah, I just think they got us. They got us messed up, man. Yeah. Like yes. I don't think it's it's healthy how much people work, and no, it absolutely isn't. My industry is even worse than yeah. the normal industries. Which maybe I shouldn't say that because it's probably a little bit. The grass is always greener mentality, but I've been working a lot of overtime and uh, it's all been on midnights. So I've been like away from the world. Yeah. Yeah. In a totally different period of time. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of, I don't know. Thank God for the switch though. I did get to play some video games while I was working. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done a normal episode in what feels like a very long time because we recorded the Monster Hunter one, then I recorded the one with Alex like immediately after that, and then, excuse me, kind of spread them out a little bit. So, like, I've played so many things in that period of time because <laughs> it just actually, in reality, was like almost two months, I think. So, how many things have you played? Uh, I played two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. I played ten games. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be a monster episode. We don't have to talk about all of them. I actually like don't think we. I wasn't even going to, but I do have plenty to talk about, and I'm hoping you do too. Actually, for being away. Yeah, I do. I got some stuff. Before we do that, this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave, back again from death. Yeah, it sounds like I'm still back dead. Back from the dead. <laughs> I I just got off my midnight schedules yesterday morning. I got off yesterday morning at 7, and then I worked today at 7 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm... Uh, I didn't sleep very well, and then I got up and went to work, and then I was, like, ready to keel over at the end of my workday, which is, like, around 3 o'clock, and I had Mm. a bang energy drink. Perfect. And it carried me through. I got home, and I worked out, and then this is really good that I'm doing this episode tonight, because if I would have sat on the couch, it would have been lights out, and then I would have been going to bed at, like, 6 o'clock. And that would be bad for my sleep schedule. So yeah. this is going to push me through to a, a normal 9 o'clock, 9.30, <laughs> 10 o'clock, go to sleep. And then 
I'll be able to sleep hopefully for a decent amount of time, which will start me on my journey toward normalcy, living like a human, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Except I'm going to afternoon shift on Wednesday or Thursday, so it's going to be weird, but it's good. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Well, welcome back. Thank you. What a... What have I been playing? What have you been playing? Yeah, what's what's been going on? Um, I got a hundo in Monster Hunter. I'm over the century mark hours in Monster Hunter. Wow. Yeah, I guess that would have been the perfect Switch game yep. for, for this whole time, yeah. Absolutely perfect. I talked about it a good bit in the last episode, so... I yeah, we had a whole episode about it. <laughs> I won't reiterate too much, but... You know, when I we talked about it in the last episode, I had about ten hours in the game, I think. Yeah. So I have some new insight on things. Okay. I think I probably came across as a little displeased with it. Or at least mm-hmm. you said that I did. I thought you did, yeah. And I wouldn't I don't want that because I think it's really good. <laughs> you have to you you want to set the record straight. Yeah, let me let me set the record straight real quick. <laughs> I think one thing that kind of maybe skewed my opinion right off the bat was Monster Hunter World was my first Monster Hunter game. And the whole time I was playing that game, I was learning new things. Right. And it was kind of this thing where I could challenge myself playing the game and hunting by myself and learning all these systems. And then I would take those things that I learned, and then I when I play with you guys, I could either experiment even more, and I can help mm. you guys learn things because it's, it's a big game. There's a lot of stuff to learn, and I think the game was difficult enough that it kind of rewarded the learning and forced the learning even, yeah, quite a bit. And with Rise, I kind of just expected that experience to be the same. And for a couple reasons, it wasn't the same. Like, I, I didn't... For, for one thing, the game, I think, is a lot easier. So, I didn't... Huh. You don't really need to experiment as much. Yeah. The design, the design of the game is such that, you know, I talked about it in the last episode. They shaved some of the systems off and simplified some of the systems... Uh, I think in order to just get you fighting more. And so there wasn't as much to dig into in terms of like uh, Palico gadgets and and like mantles the, and the, all the, the, the... Yeah, the mantles, that's it. All yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the way that they change the fights is that they're shorter and they're... The, you know the monsters don't run as much and and you have a a dog to ride on now to get you in between uh places where the monster's at so they just right. cut cut down a lot of the time where you are are not fighting yeah and the fights don't feel like 45 minute epic um dog fights anymore yeah so in a way that's good because it's a lot um, more respectful of your time, mm-hmm. but I think it kills some of the highs of like 
when you had to use all your systems and traps and everything to grind out a fight that you can't beat. Like part of it, part of it is that I knew how to play the game from, from monster hunter world. But the other part is just that I think it's easier game. And those two things combined meant that I didn't have like Diablos where it took me 10 times to beat it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I literally carded like twice through the entire game. And by carding, you mean failing or N- dying? No, I, I mean, like you, ha- you, you get to cart three, you get to faint three times before the, yeah, the okay. mission fails you. That was so, for the listeners. Yeah. So, I mean, I fainted once, which means I didn't fail any missions through the whole game. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs> that is a big difference. Yes. Yes. And I don't necessarily think all these design choices are bad they just aren't what i expected and i Mm -hmm. was a bit disappointed now that said 100 hours into the game i can see why they made some of those choices uh i think that they wanted you to experiment more with weapons and okay they have like I talked about it in the last episode, they have switch skills um, that you can you can kind of customize the way you play certain sw- play weapons. Like they give you three different things that you can change for each weapon, and it changed your play style with those weapons a little bit. Mm-hmm. And instead of um, like having palico gadgets and having you know, all those tools to mess with and learn and unlock. Yeah. Uh, you have like different combat systems kind of. So that experimentation is just in a different place. Okay. And I think combining, uh, changing your weapon moves with uh, the monster build skills, which is kind of like the end game stuff. Yeah, is really fun. Hmm. Like, it, if you want to skew towards knockouts, you can pick the the moves for the hammer that are are knockout focused. Do you know? What, do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. And, and finding out how some of those things um, mix is is what gives this game its its longevity. Hmm. And I and I think that's cool. And I think like a lot of people will appreciate that kind of experimentation over having to unlock a billion things um, the way World had it. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I think World, like, made you take... It took too long yeah. to get some of the things, and it, it, it was a little too obscured on how you actually got them. To... Well, that hasn't changed. Okay. <laughs> the game is still very obscure, and I think that part of my disappointment was a little bit because there just wasn't tutorials out where people like learned every bit of the game and then put stuff up where like, Hey, you know, if you pair this with this, it's really good. And like having some of that stuff now at the end of the game is just like more fun because I, even though I've played it a lot, like I don't have the brain to always put two and two together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't, I, I like to experiment and find things out myself, but I also like to see what the meta is a little bit because that's fun too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
And uh, the other thing that I think is really good about Monster Hunter World is multiplayer is fantastic. They have fixed every every single um, thing that was bad about Monster Hunter World's multiplayer. Yeah. And so you, who have you been playing with? So I was playing a lot at work. And yeah. one of the guys that I work with was like, hey, what are you playing? And I told him Monster oh. Hunter, and he had played like an old PSP one. Uh-huh. So he got it, and we just played a bunch together. And I ended nice. up kind of like guiding him through the whole game. Like we got all the way to at least the the 2.0 content, which is the update that came out um, at the end of the last month that added okay. yeah. el- that added Elder Dragons and stuff. Oh, cool. Nice. And uh, he he didn't even have to learn much. Like <laughs> he picked dual dual blades, which is a pretty like button mashy weapon. And yeah. like I taught him how to heal and how to use like some traps and stuff like that. And like just by upgrading his armor, he we were able to get through the entire game, which I don't think would have been the case with Monster Hunter World. So that's just another example to how yeah easy the game is, kind of. Yeah. So, I just think I was expecting those dog fights and the highs that come with that, and it doesn't. This game doesn't have that really. Yeah. And but I also think with those dog fights comes a lot of frustration, and I don't think Definitely. this this game has that either. So the yeah. highs are a little bit lower, but the lows are also higher. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, and I think that's a good thing and yeah, just playing with, with a buddy is like, that's how Monster Hunter is supposed to be played. So I did get to do like the conquer the monsters and play with a friend thing with the game after a certain point, And I'm thankful for that. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be good when we get to play on computer. Yeah. I'm excited. I, um, I can wait. Yeah, because after after talking about it, I was I I I didn't relaunch World even though I wanted to. And, yeah, you know now that I feel I feel like in terms of like uh the conversation about video games, Monster Hunter came and went so fast <laughs> as yeah. opposed to as opposed to World. Like I I I think I I think World World like penetrated the people that never played that game, right? The audience that never played yeah. this that series. And so it was like a way bigger deal. And Rise was like, people were like, hey, this is pretty good. And then I haven't heard about it again. I think Rise <laughs> sold more than World at launch. Yeah, I mean, it probably did. Yeah. I And and I don't, you know, I don't like follow too much gaming stuff anymore anyway. Yeah, but it just, I'm kind it of just out of the feels loop like, a little bit too with that. So I don't know. It just feels like I barely heard about it, I guess. Uh, but. I think... I don't know. Part of that might be their roadmap for release content. Like I know they had a big 2.0 update at the end of last month. And then at the end of May, they have another 3.0 update. And so like technically the story mode's like not even finished yet. (laughs) You know, Monster Hunter is kind of this endless thing where they can just keep adding monsters and event quests and armor builds and all this stuff. And it's good. They're doing that with that one because we weren't sure. I think that's how they'll keep it in conversation a little bit. Yeah. I just don't know of any 
like games media people that would be playing it other than like the monster hunter content creators do you know what i mean yeah well that was uh i mean a biggest the big thing for me was giant bomb who yeah did not play monster hunter every forever you know yeah. they were not into it and then world they were into it you know and they played a decent amount of world and were talking about it and it would come up every so often and yeah so like that was how that that's my example i guess of like yeah. here's here's one of the bigger things that none of them really cared about the series at all and then world made that splash yeah for them. i think that probably happened for a lot of people like it being yeah unknown to people and now that that game had a success the series won't be unknown to people anymore do you know what yeah I mean? not anymore and like yeah. rise is a monster hunter game 100 like it is the same experience yeah. just with tweaks to how certain things work so yeah I, I don't see anyone being like oh man this game is great because they would have already had that conversation kind of with world do you know what i mean sure but one of the things I'm excited about and that I was worried about was having to unlock everything again once I got it on PC. But it oh, turns out, yeah. because because when I picked up Monster Hunter World on PC and started playing, it's like, man, I don't have any of the stuff that I need yep. to do the hunts. And yep. Monster Hunter Rise, like aside from some of your resources that you would farm like in between hunts, like it takes a while to build that up, and of course it takes a while to get weapons and stuff. There's mm. like nothing to unlock really, so I won't have the same like trepidations of playing with yeah. an empty, uh, an empty inventory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So that that is pretty cool. I thought you were gonna say the the ultimate desire and that it had cross save. That w the well, that is the ultimate desire. If that's the case. I will be through the moon, but I am that would not, be yeah. I'm not getting my hopes up for that. At that would all. be quite a surprise, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't get my hopes. No up either. way, Capcom is try is doing that. No <laughs> way. Yeah, it's like it's like Vince McMahon's no chance in hell that that's happening. Did you get that reference? Nope, I don't get that reference. All right, well, um, some people probably do. Some cool people. I uh I have a follow up off of Monster Hunter. Um, can we golf clap it? I mean, you can. I didn't play it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably will when I get to play it, but yeah. Um, I have another... I have an actual 2021 release game that I played recently. Uh, I signed up for another month of Game Pass because I felt like I didn't know what to play and there were enough things on there that I could, you know check out a bunch of them in the span of a month again. And one of those is a, I feel like a semi under the radar game called Narita boy. Yeah. I want to play. That. It looks sick. Yeah. It's, it's on game pass. Uh, it's on everything else. Otherwise anyway. And it's a, just a side scrolling action adventure. Really just that it's not even really a puzzle game. It's barely a puzzle game. But it does have some sort of like adventure gamey stuff where it actually wants you to write down notes. Like it it asks you almost outright to do that at one point. 
And then there's this one mechanic throughout the game that requires you to remember symbols in order to progress. And there were plenty of times where I didn't write stuff down and got to that point and was like, fuck, I have to run back. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how to get through this door because I didn't I didn't write this thing. You couldn't down. look it up. I looked up some of them because I did get a little impatient with the game. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's a it's a small indie team, I believe. Again, I don't think they had anything prior to this game. This is like their debut game. The art style and is really cool. Yeah, the art game. style is really cool. It's 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 generally Tron in a lot of ways, like yeah. thematically, I think, where you are playing as a kid who essentially gets sucked into a video game. And you're trying to you're trying to prevent a character in the video game from escaping the video game into the real world. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> like Clue? Is his name Clue? Wait. Oh, was that his name in Tron? That was, yeah. That was young. Yeah. Ke- that was digital Kevin Costner's name. Or that was, div- that was digital in Tron. Jeff Bridges. That that was in the follow-up, right? Yeah, or was that was he, Tron was... Legacy. Okay, because I don't remember the original Tron hardly at all. Uh, but yeah, that's probably a better touchstone for yeah. for the story of this game but um yeah i like otherwise that i it's it is a pretty simple game but as far as like where i was going off the monster hunter thing is it has a ton of combat like it has a lot of shit going on combat wise that like i didn't really love and I was even struggling with like, am I even gonna finish this game when I would after I played maybe like two hours, because it it's really just mashy, and the way that it the way that it keeps combat interesting is it forces experimentation, which I always want, yeah, right, and so it forces that and it keeps it engaging even even though it's still mashy like your general attack is mashy it throws in all these other things of like how you keep it different and fresh in in battles because you have to kill there are so many different enemies in that game and you have to kill or attack them all like a different way to most effectively kill them and there's a bunch of different ways to do that they give you a bunch of different abilities to use to do that and Towards the end, it, like, really starts to throw, like, here's all the things that you got to do to try beating it and and getting through these combat encounters. And um, overall, I think it was cool. It was mostly cool because of the visuals yeah. and, the art, and the art direction. You didn't like playing it very much? I did not like playing it that much. I think it, uh, I think it kind of does waste your time a lot, uh, specifically with those... You better pay attention to this symbol and probably jot it down because if you don't, you're going to be kicking yourself later. And I guess as a public service announcement, if you do check this game out, you really should write those things down because it will matter. And uh, it's not a huge deal to like run back and forth, I guess. But those few times that I had to, I was like, man, I I almost just want to drop this game right now. I could see that being especially annoying for you. Because there's like no reason to do that. 
You know, like, there's nothing, like, once you've run through an area, you've, you've cleared the enemies, you've seen the landscape and the cool visuals and everything, you don't really move that fast. Some people so, like seeing them more than once on their way through one first time, I just, though. Give me a reason to do that. Like, <laughs> like in in a game in a game that makes you backtrack, give me a reason to backtrack. This is why Metroidvanias are good because when you backtrack, you're finding upgrades along the way, and you're finding these other things that are like helping you further your character. Whereas in Narita Boy, you're not doing that at all. Like, there's none of that. <laughs> so yeah. So like, whenever you have to backtrack, it's literally for nothing. It's literally just a tedious task you know and it got a could, little frustrating could you have times. not had to backtrack if you just were diligent about writing things down probably yeah and um now the one thing that i think that game like really uh th- this this goes back to like us talking about carrying a little bit where they kind of really are relying on the player to figure it out remember where they have been and yeah. not been and which direction they've gone and not gone because there's no map, there's no waypoint, there's there's like nothing pointing you in any direction ever, <laughs> uh, and you, I I feel like I got lucky, but maybe it was just you know maybe it was just like really subtle stuff always getting me going the right way. Yeah. There 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 are a few times where it explicitly brings up an arrow on the screen and says go this way, yeah. so you don't so you don't accidentally turn left and like have no idea what happened you know mm-hmm. so that that kind of feels like a band-aid yeah. in a way yeah yeah but um i i do think like the animation in that game is amazing yeah the, uh, the trailers they, for it look really good yeah like they they did a really great job with with detail in a very low resolution aesthetic yeah in terms of how how things animate like it looks awesome they come up with so many cool like ideas uh in terms of like themes and stuff throughout that whole game i liked the story i thought the story was good and yeah i i think it's worth playing for sure so if you didn't have to backtrack at all is your experience with it like nine out of ten golf up <laughs> immediately amazing game i don't know i guess maybe i mean i don't i don't feel that strong about it okay i like i wouldn't golf clap it yeah. Um, it, it like the combat is okay, and they like tried some things. I think it just sort of fell flat a little bit for me. Uh, but I, but I totally appreciate that they like did a bunch of different things with it. Like it yeah. didn't, it didn't get. It could have been really bad. I would like, say it, it could have been really bad. I would say that about a game like Hyperlight Drifter, though. I don't think combat was like great in that game either. I think Hyperlight Drifter made up with that by difficulty. I think Hyperlight Drifter was straight up challenging for yeah. me. Like so So if if uh Narita Boy too easy you're saying? It extremely easy. Yeah, that mm. game is extremely easy. It's 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 very forgiving. Like if you die <laughs> there's it'll set you back a little bit if you die, but generally when you die, you kind of just start where you were. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great, like, because again, I I think with the backtracking and how things work and stuff, like, if it would have, if they wanted to make it challenging, they would have like had to rethink how I think it checkpointed and stuff like yeah. that, and and it didn't really do that much. It it checkpoints all the time, 
So whenever you die, you just start over and do the same thing again, yeah. basically. Like from right where you're standing, almost. Um, but it did some cool things with health. Like your health bar, you could like regenerate your health by building up this meter that the meter builds up as you fight things. And you had to make like decisions with that meter on am I going to use it for health or am I going to use it for like super special attack type stuff? Yeah. And I think that's good. Like that was like a good, that was like a good decision to have to make all the time throughout the whole game. Cause that's how was... Spider-Man combat works actually. Oh yeah. PS, PS4 and uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you would be in a boss fight and it would be like, okay, if I hit this thing a couple more times, I'm going to get a couple bars of the meter. And, like, do I heal myself or do I try and, like, go all in and do a super attack and hopefully it kills it? And yeah. Like, that That was good. I think um, all the bosses were, like, totally, totally unique and, like, different and required you to use all the abilities at your disposal for the most part. The last boss pissed me the fuck off, actually. But I think it was because that was, like, the only challenging part of the game. Yeah. was the last boss. Um, so it was a thing where you just wanted to beat it, and then this thing's, like, kind of in the way, and you're like, Ugh. Sort of. Yeah, it was, like, it was like all of a sudden, here's, like, a challenge, yeah. and it's, like, the game was not challenging, you know, the whole time, so now it's, like, like, why really are you doing testing this to me? me now? Yeah. yeah, why are you doing this? But, um, <laughs> boy, at the final boss, I, I won't spoil it, but, like, in the background of the final boss is like the one of the most disgusting animations I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> like it's like this really fucked up weird thing that is just looping over and over. Now and I want to know what it is. That's while you're fighting, crazy. yeah, like while you're fighting the boss, there's this like really gross thing looping in the background. What's the game was... rated? I don't know. That's a good question. It's probably teen. T for teen. I think it's T for teen. You must be at least 13. Otherwise, you're not allowed to play it, and I will tell your parents. So. T for teen. Yeah. Yeah, Narita Boy. That's cool. Um, I want to yeah, play it that. Cool. It looks good. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the last comment I have on that game is it was at odds with itself sometimes. Uh, where it would like really lean into the, like, oh, this is like an 80s thing, and there's floppy disks, and there's only three colors on the screen and stuff like that. And like, it does that well. And then other times it would be like super dark, very serious story. And like the aesthetic would get really crazy. And I just like, and the music wouldn't really fit with an eighties thing. So like, it's weird. It was like, it was like they wanted to throw in like, this is like an eighties aesthetic pop thing, but not really. Yeah, like like it only happens a handful of times, so it's like that's not why you would play that game or why you would be drawn to it or anything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's cool. The they came up with a really neat thing. Like I think they did a really cool. Like you know how we like Blasphemous and how Blasphemous's yeah setting was a big part of it. Like yeah. they they really went all in on Narita Boy, and I think it was it was pretty sweet. Why is it regard. called Narita Boy? Uh, it's a Japanese word, I think. I don't remember what it means. And okay. um, the game, the game that you are playing is called Narita Boy. Okay. And you are also Narita Boy. <laughs> and awesome. there's other. It gets explained. It, like I said, I like the story, and I think I think they did a pretty good job, like with the story. So, um, cool. It, yeah, it it actually all wraps up pretty well. I have so. a good segue from that.
Okay. Speaking of games that are neat, but you don't <laughs> yes. like playing them. Okay. I have a game that is neat, but I don't like playing it. Okay. Uh, and it came out in 2021. Hell yeah. A re-release came out of it came out in 2021. Oh no. I started No More Heroes. Oh, nice. I've been meaning to replay those. I bought them when they got released yeah. on Switch. Yeah, and I don't nice. really love it. That's a I surprise. I don't really love it, I'll be honest. Oh, I I I totally understand, understand why. how that game did not age well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I feel like it probably came out in the era of the GTA games that were popular where you're in an overworld and you have to drive to the missions and all that stuff. On your weird ass motorcycle. But it's just like you know, you leave your apartment, you walk really slow down the steps, mm-hmm. then you walk around into the parking lot, then you get on your bike, then you drive through this city that literally is just like <laughs> square buildings. Like there's no yeah. detail in the city. You got to drive halfway across the city to the mission. You, you get off the bike really slow. You walk into the building. It loads another screen. Yeah. You have like two dialogue things where there are guys like, go mow some, go mow some lawns. Yeah, so yeah, then, doing all the dumb side jobs. So then you leave the building, another load screen, get back on your bike, drive halfway across the city again <laughs> to the little lawn you're supposed to mow, do the little mini game, which isn't that fun, except for the first time. It's fun to see them the first time, but having to do it like four times to get the amount of money that you need to go to the next hit. Oh, like, man. I was going to ask, like, do you actually need to do those? I, th- I, I didn't remember it being gated that way. Yeah, you oh, like that you, sucks. it costs you money to do every like assassination. Okay. Yeah. And I mistakenly bought stuff after the first assassination and it's Did you like, buy some cool t shirts? I bought like moves. I bought more moves. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like, man, well, now I'm not going to spend any money on this stuff because I definitely don't want to mow 17 lawns. And pick or, up. Did you carry any coconuts? Yes, I carried coconuts. Yep. Or they have like little bonus missions, which are the same as they're just like more combat sections. Mow down more people. Yeah. And the combat <laughs> yeah. is not good. Like it's. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's not good. So, like, the only thing about the game that is good is like the fights with the assassins. Those yeah. are cool. And like the style is funny. Like, it's made me laugh oh, yeah. quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So I can only play for like an hour at a time, and then I'm like, okay, I just, yeah, I've had enough. That's um, why I haven't replayed them yet because I was worried about that. Does the second one get better? Or is it the same game? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's the same game. <laughs> um, but the second one, you know, again, the story and characters and everything is awesome. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know. I think I probably have some weird tolerance for Suda's games because I've played most of them yeah and and like they're none of them are anything worth writing home about gameplay wise like yeah travis strikes back or whatever the one is it was more on recent Switch. yeah that game's not good yeah that is not a good game but i finished that game <laughs> yeah is so, mad world one of his games no it's pla- that was platinum i feel like this is the same game as mad world yeah i I remember No More Heroes combat being, you know, just mash X, whatever, and then you jerk off to uh, pump up your beam sword. Yeah, it's again. hilarious. Yeah. That's exactly what did you do. And and really, it was just, I'm not here for this. It's just me 
mashing through people so I can see the cutscenes, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a long time ago. I played those on Wii. I think so I I'd, put it on easy, too. That's but, a good idea. Yeah. Um, Public service announcement. Don't play those games on anything difficult at all for any reason. I want to try using motion controls. Actually, I think that might make it a little I bit better. I did technically, yeah, on Wii, I was swinging it around and um and holding the Wii mode up to my ear as a cell phone yeah, when I got because, calls. Because with the non motion controls, you're just mashing A, mashing A, and then instead of doing the motions, you like move the stick in that direction. Okay. So, yeah. and like the mini games are like mash instead of lifting weights, you're mashing. So it just right. is. I don't know. It's not engaging button pressing. Not that moving the Joy-Cons around physically would yeah. be engaging, but I, w I could see it being a little more entertaining to do it that way. So I'm going to try that. Yeah, I I am forgiving of that stuff specifically with Suda's games because I just really enjoy the content. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. It is, it is just so ridiculous and constantly confusing and weird and like how did you come up with this <laughs> and even even Travis strikes back Had again that. i don't even i don't even know the title of that game that's how yeah. forgettable it was uh it had that. That was why I kept playing it. Was like, oh, I want to see like what next weird thing he comes up. I with. love that you save on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I I I will replay those games at some point. I bought them both on Switch immediately, and ha who knows when I actually will get around to playing. <laughs> you get answering machines in between. Your answering machine goes off every mission. Yeah. In between missions, and like I was laughing the one in between missions was like, Hey, you still have our video rental. It's beef, beef heads video. The, vi <laughs> the title of the video you have is, uh, German jugs three, <laughs> like huge German jugs three. I was laughing really hard. Yeah. Like it's a pretty I, horny game. It is. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you love all the wrestling things. Yeah. Yeah. He's way into wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. All the assassins that you kill are like really cool, and yeah, like I think all the are. setups to that I've are done cool. Th I've done three so far, so it's been it's been good, and it's really yeah. bloody and stylish and <laughs> ultra violent. Yeah, yeah, ultra violent. Yeah, it's just so stupid. Like, why is this guy with his dumb aviators and wrestling moves? He's like, I'm gonna be the number one assassin. I'm just gonna start murdering everybody. That's, like, there's basically no reason for it, and other yeah. than he's like. Even like the girl that's giving him the assassin missions, assassin missions. She's like, "All you do is kill people, Travis." He's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> yeah, like there's no. I love. I love no premise to it at all. That's why I think it's great because like there's no. It, it doesn't even like they don't bother wasting time. Like yeah. this is what you're doing, and this who cares why you're doing it? This is what you're doing. It's yeah. great. Yeah, you never did. You ever play Killer Seven? No, I I bought it on Steam though. Yeah, I really like want to revisit. Computer. I really want to revisit that too. Um in terms of weirdness and like seeing it as an adult and stuff. I I want to know again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you worried to revisit uh maybe because some of your nostalgia won't hold up for No More Heroes? For either No More Heroes or Killer 7? I I mean, I don't know. I bought Killer 7 a while ago. I just remember Killer 7's gameplay is like a little frustrating cuz yeah. it's um it's like an on-rails shooter mm -hmm. but also adventure game. 
Yeah. So, like, you have to run back and forth, and you have to have the right item to do things. And I remember it being kind of confusing. Somehow I somehow I completed that game as, like, an 11-year-old. but Or whatever age we would have been. But, yeah, like, that's that's been my hesitation with that one specifically. And then No More Heroes technically did just get re-released on Switch like what a year yeah, ago. So you like it was it, it was it was pretty recent. Yeah, I don't even I don't even think it was a year ago. It was this year because it was like yeah, it was it was, it was recent like in enough. Spring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's only been a couple out a couple months I think on Switch. Yeah, it was recent enough that I like I was like oh I should start one of these but I don't I must have been in the middle of something else that I just didn't get around to it yet. I was a little w- bit worried about it running on Switch is. Does it run okay? It doesn't run very good. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, the frame rate exactly. drops quite a bit. Yeah, I've been playing it in handheld, and I don't really know with the Switch, like what game, or what's better, like running on the dock or in handheld mode. Yeah, but it's really funny because I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter with it, and Monster Hunter is like this huge game with like these detailed maps and everything, and the load screens are like one second mm-hmm. like they're not even load screens and then i turn on killer or i turn on no more heroes and like it just runs like crap and every load screen is like 10 seconds long it's like you're loading the in- interior of a building that has no design there's no yeah it's just kind of yeah it's hard it's hard to play a little bit the age, the age is you see the age a lot yeah i'm sure I was a little worried about that too. Like after I got them, I was like, "Are they going to release these on PC? Maybe I shouldn't have jumped on the Switch versions the, immediately." The bike keeps getting caught on just random geometry that doesn't exist. It'll just <laughs> crash, and then since it's laying like against a building, you have to be like right beside it to get back on it. And sometimes the prompt just won't come back up, Perfect. so I have to run like a hundred yards away from the bike, and he runs really slow. Yeah, before you before it'll let you like call the bike to you again perfect it's it's, that is that is exactly the experience i want to have (laughs) it's funny though yeah i i yeah like i kind of think some of that i kind of feel like some of that was purposeful you know like it being an open world game it it absolutely didn't need to be one yeah and i i want to say they probably were like well, let's try an open world game. Like, who cares if it sucks? That and like, just leaned was, into like, it. Really popular at the time, though. I mean, it would. I'm thinking it would, like it was, Simpsons Hit and Run and GTA Three. Well, this and, was like, on the Wii. This was on the Wii, so we okay, were like, well, so we were well beyond. Yeah, yeah, we were well yeah. beyond that stuff. You know, like it. Yeah, it shouldn't, right. it shouldn't have really been. I that think they kind had to do because it was the culture at the time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Shadows of the Damned came out on Xbox also, so same generation, on 360. So same generation, and that game wasn't open world. You know? No, I'm agreeing with you, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't think it... I don't know, it's weird. It is It is weird. I, I think it was just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you have let's to make drive... you ride this stupid-ass motorcycle. <laughs> you have to drive to mow the lawn. Yeah. Like and he has to work the these he has to work these menial jobs to become the major number one assassin yeah. because he has to buy into it for some reason I don't know yeah I I can't pretend to know the mind of Suda fifty one nobody can <laughs> yeah what um, else you got so 
I'm just looking at my list. I'm like, what's actually worth talking about? Uh, if you're not going to talk about some stuff, tell me what you played and if you liked it or not. So uh, yeah, I I act I like that idea because there's like two other games I want to actually talk a little bit about. Yeah, um, and I only have one other game. So so we played the the Gloom Boys and I I, I streamed it once, but we played a game called Speed Runners. Speedrunners is an awesome multiplayer game that is you all doing a side-scrolling racing-type platforming thing, and you're just you're all like superheroes, but you're picking up like mystery boxes like Mario Kart and getting abilities to use on people while you're racing through this side-scrolling map, and and it's like circular, so like you make laps and. You're just trying to get people knocked off the screen to kill them. Speedrunners is awesome. Cool. I, I just want to throw that out there. Speedrunners is awesome. What's the art awesome. style like? It's just 2D, really basic. It's a really, like, actually use of the word thing. small thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. like, it's it's a small thing. I think it is probably only on Steam. Okay. But it's 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 really fun. It's very good. Uh, if one friend has a PC, you could do remote play together with it. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, are you um, that friend? No, we all bought it. Uh, we because it's That's like what really I mean. cheap. So you can do remote play with it. I technically, yeah, I technically could do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it it's like a cheap. It's one of those games that Steam does a bundle with, where yeah. like when you buy a bundle, it's four keys for it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I finished Yakuza two. Yakuza cool. How does it hold 2. up? How does it uh, hold it's up? great. It's awesome. It's super good. Best one yet. Uh. What's your favorite so far? What was my favorite so far? I think I liked because so I think I liked Zero the best. Uh okay. only because only because Zero is a modern version yeah. of Yakuza, whereas Kiwami and Kiwami 2 are rem- like they're straight up remakes of yeah, so PS2. They're older games. Yeah, they're PS2 generation games. So like the stories are kind of thin and not really that great. But yeah. like they're still good. I still enjoyed it and had a blast. And I am so curious to see what Yakuza 3 is now because that's a just straight up PS3 game. Yeah. Um, They didn't remake it or anything. They just remastered them. So whenever I get around to that, we'll see how that is. But Sweet. I, I still loved it. Um, I've seen a I, lot of people playing those on the online. Actually, a lot of a lot of my a lot of the circles I'm in for some reason have been playing Yakuza games. So yeah, it's I think cool to see him getting uh, some attention. Like a Dragon, I mean, was universally praised. Like yeah. I didn't hear like a bad thing about that one yeah. at all. So um, ag- again, it was probably like a reminder of like, ah, you should probably play this series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so some quick ones. I one of the reasons I signed up for Game Pass was because I am uh, a huge fan of Formula One racing now. <laughs> what do you mean now? Uh, I watched all of F1 Drive to Survive. Did you watch on... Ford vs. Ferrari? Not yet. Are you going um, to? Yes, I What's am. What's F1 Drive to Survive? This is 20 F- questions. Can you hang? This this is, and I can. F1 Drive to Survive is on Netflix. It is a docu-series about Formula One racing. It goes back the last three seasons of uh, just straight-up Formula One, and they put together a really good series uh, putting together a story of what is happening behind the scenes in each season. So starting in 2018, um, 
it's it's awesome. It's just so awesome. I knew nothing about Formula One at all, and I got super sucked in. And it's all real shit. It's not like a drama thing. It's yeah. One, it's, one of the it's guys literally just is super start. into it, Formula One. Yeah, I mean, I never ever watched Formula One ever, and I watched this series in a very short period of time because I was so hooked on it. And now I watch Formula One, and now I watch the races, and I signed up for the app, and like I've been watch, I've been learning a lot of history. Does about the app Formula cost One. money? It does. I paid for it. Wow, yeah. that's see, that's the sign. That's the sign that you're yeah. into it. Yeah, At least I for mean, me. yeah, like it's it's really cool, and I'm super into it. And yeah, so all so of that said, I'm into this conversation. Uh, let me ask you a couple more questions. Okay. okay. Uh, do you do you like NASCAR? So you and I weren't friends, I don't think, way back when, when I was into NASCAR. Because as a kid... Mr. Crossan got you into it in fifth grade? No, my dad. Me and my dad okay. watched it. Um, I was very much into NASCAR. I followed yeah. it very closely for a few years as a kid. And uh, I just fell away from it for whatever reason. Because, I mean, frankly, NASCAR is kind of boring. They do just yeah. turn left. And there's there's two road courses in the season from when when I was paying attention. I don't know anymore, but yeah. it, got, it gets a little boring. So I fell away from that. But I've always liked racing yes. in general. Like I've played racing video games forever, like forever. Yeah. And so I never gave I never gave any other kind of um, professional racing a chance. You know, like I never. There was no like foot in the door way of learning yeah, about it, I yeah. guess, you know? So yeah, like the Netflix series was that foot in the door. And it's very interesting. It's 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 fascinating. It is it is a fascinating sport. And it is crazy how fast they are doing things and going and what they're doing while they're driving. Like they're not just driving a car, like they're doing if you look at the steering wheel that they're yeah. holding, there's 50,000 buttons on it. <laughs> like there, there are so many things on their steering wheel that they can like toggle and flip and do all like all this shit while they're driving. It's, it's nuts. And uh, yeah. So all of that said, I don't know if you have any other questions. Uh, I have a recommendation. The movie rush is really good. Directed by Ron Howard. He's a pretty good director. I think like, I saw a th is it, who's in that? Um Thor, what's his name? Yeah, uh yeah. Uh I can't Hemsley. think of his name either. Hey, yeah. Hems is that Hemsworth. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a super good movie. Yeah, I saw a uh what's if Netflix was like you should watch this. Yeah, you should. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I so the F1 thing, the F1 TV, the app is really cool because uh it has a you can watch all the way back to the seventies of F one, yeah, that's pretty. Sick. So it's it's so it's like the wrestling one, yeah, too. yeah. And so there's all that. There's all these documentaries on there. Whenever you're watching the race, you can watch all the qualifying, all the practice things. You can jump into seats of individual drivers. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Them and could watch you pick them. the racer that you want to. You can. Watch. Yeah, yeah. You can follow them the entire race if you that's want. That's pretty which neat. So who's your so guy? Weird. Who's your guy? I don't have a guy. I don't have a guy. I I have. You I'm gotta pick such, a guy. I I can't. I, you gotta I'm such pick a, a guy to root for. Well, so that's what I just makes appreciate. F1, I just appreciate the sport. That's what you're makes one of those F1, guys. Uh, no, uh, 
that's what makes F1 difficult because it's kind of the same people win all the time. <laughs> and it's and it's based on Well, how's that different from NASCAR? Don't the same people win all the time there too? That's what I, I don't know. I can't sp- I can't speak to NASCAR in a okay. long, you know, for in a long time. But like the thing with F1 is weird is like racers change teams constantly or they get dropped immediately. Uh, and, then, and they and don't even they, get a chance. Do they drink from their boot when they win? No, they, um, well, I have seen people do that, but no, they drink those giant bottles of champagne that are so wasteful. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, no, they, they like change teams. They jump around. They get dropped out of F1 a lot other than like the few high profile ones. And so it's just, I haven't even like really thought like, oh, I like this person. Like I really am just so new to it. You know, yeah, I can't yeah. do that. So another move um, for you. Cars. Oh, I've seen cars. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, keep going. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Lewis Hamilton, who is like the number one racer and has broken all the records ever <laughs> in the last how many years? I'm pretty sure he did a voice for one of the cars movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably. Yeah. But Pixar does their research like that. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, so I checked out a video game. I checked out F1 2019 because it's who on makes game- that. It's on Game Pass. Codemasters. The, Codemasters. Okay. The better, the you know, one of the few actual, like, developers making racing games still. Like, they made they make Dirt. And um, and you play, you you like Dirt. Dirt's a good one? Yeah, I like Dirt Rally. Yeah. Uh, I don't really love the numbered Dirt series. Yeah. But, um, anyway. But that's, so they, that's made by Codemasters, too? They're both, yeah. They're both made by Codemasters? Yeah. Uh, so I played an F1 game real quick. Uh, F1. F1 racing is not terribly interesting um, in terms of, like, gameplay. Yeah. What does make it interesting is... Tweaking the car. You are tweaking the car on the fly. Uh, it's one of the first racing games that I played with manual uh, because, like, I feel like you have to do that. Like, that. Yeah. this is, like, the peak ultimate racing... Are you going to uh, buy a steering you're... wheel controller? No, I'm not. Where you're going as fast as possible. You're and not you're... an F1 fan. Yeah, you're downshifting on the fly and you're changing all this other shit while you're racing and it's really hard, but it is really cool and uh, I only played a little bit of it and I might pick up 2021 this year. We'll see. Um, just to actually like get one of the new ones. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. But it was cool. It was a cool like little get your experiment. foot in the door. Yeah, and like how, how it does the how it does the like gameplay outside of racing is really neat like you are doing you're doing the prep prior to the actual race like you're doing practice runs and you're doing challenges during the practice runs to like thematically like tune your car and get used to the course and know when to turn and when to brake and and you're you're like getting prepared for like what tires should you use and all this shit like it's really interesting it goes it goes really deep into the stuff that makes f1 fascinating actually that's cool yeah um i was very surprised by it honestly uh so yeah i checked that out that was 2019 it's on game pass (laughs) 2020 Um, is not on game pass 2020 is not on game pass and 2021 comes out in like a month so uh yeah um i also checked out forza 7 because i have been meaning to check out now that with the f1 craze i was like oh i should I should revisit a simulation. You were racer. yearning I, for some more racing. 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't played a simulation. You had the racer, need for speed. Except except the need for real speed. Not arcade speed. Which the is need, what need for, for speed. simulated speed. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever played a f- other than Horizon? Have you ever played a Forza nah, game? Nah, I don't really like the car tweaking thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually like extremely disappointed with Forza 7. Really? Yeah, and and it was like it was like kind of a reminder of like, oh, this is why I probably fell away from the series. The la- the last one I played was 3. So I skipped a lot of games. So do you have high hopes for Gran Turismo whatever that is? I haven't played a Gran Turismo since 4. So it would be cool if Gran Turismo is cool again. I don't have high hopes for that either though. Okay. Um what I what I noticed with revisiting racing games like this and this is even F1 is a culprit of this too. Yeah. The AI is terrible. It's it's terrible. They don't they don't react to you being on the on the track at all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so that takes me completely out of it. Now. Could you play online? Yeah, you could. And and that's something I didn't give a chance. I did play a lot of Forza like 2 and 3 online and that was fun cuz yeah. you know, racing against real people way different obviously. Yeah, yeah. And so like I that's where like I kind of want to maybe give F1 a chance, but then it's also very scary cuz that's like a game that wading into online sounds intimidating. Terrifying. Yeah, that sounds intimidating. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. But but it was it was very shocking to play like Forza. I mean, Forza Seven is like four years old at this point. Yeah. They haven't made one in a while. Um, but it was shocking because it was like they don't move. Like they they have their line that they're driving. Yeah. And and if you interrupt their line, they will they just, just go back right back to it. They'll just hit you, or yeah, yeah like they'll just run into you. Like the detection, the 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 actual AI of like what is driving those cars is like really bad at responding to what really you're rigid. Doing. It's yeah, it's very rigid, and it's and it's lame. Like it kind of yeah. takes it took me out of it. Like I played, I don't know, probably four or five hours of Forza Seven, and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to put more time into this because it's just not that compelling. Like yeah, it's cool to see the cars, but like they made it easier, they made it simpler. Like Forza used to be like. It like overthrew Gran Turismo, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. It it was like, oh, here's a new thing that actually takes into account like car damage and like how you performed in the race and all this stuff and like it actually mattered. And then coming back to seven, it was like there's like very little damage on the car. I don't know why you you know you can just ram people for with zero consequences and like just you know it just break the game basically. So. Yeah, it was frustrating. And that happened in F1 also. Yeah. Like they would just hit you and it was like nobody does that in F1. Like you don't you don't just hit somebody. Like that doesn't happen. You're yeah, going to like cars ru- flip way off the road yeah, and then yeah, you're, they're like tiny little cars anyway. And, yeah, you're going to yeah. ruin like a multi-million dollar piece of machinery like yeah. by just barely touching, you know, like that's not realistic at yeah. all. So like that it it was really fresh the first time the first time I went to pass somebody and like it didn't react to me passing them they just tried to get on their line and they spun me out i was i was like okay that fucking sucks like yeah. that's they wouldn't do that like i had passed them and that's it you know like that's yeah. that's it i passed them but it, yeah it was 
very revealing. I hadn't had to think about that in a long time. Yeah. Because dirt, dirt Rally is all on your own. I'm You're curious. Just ra- did did you like look up reviews of it and see if other people had I that? I didn't. Um, I didn't, no. I wonder if that's a thing. Yeah, I wonder too, actually. I remember Forza 7 not being necessarily positively received. Yeah. Um, As far as F1, I have no idea. I have never heard a single thing about the F1 video games ever. <laughs> yeah. There was a guy at Giant Bomb that followed F1 like very seriously. They had a podcast for a while, but even then I don't even remember watching yeah. their stuff. Yeah. So I have some more, but maybe you want to jump in here. Yeah, sure. I'm getting tired, so I'll knock this out, and then you can you can bring us home. So, uh, as I said on the last couple episodes, I did get a PS5, and I've been yeah, this looking, is big. looking for games to play on it. Yeah. And uh, Returnal came out, and I was waiting for Resident Evil Village, and I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to wait and play Village. And then I caved and bought Returnal. And mm-hmm. so I started playing Returnal on PS5. And I want to say that right off the bat, this game makes the best first impression that it possibly could make. Okay. Uh, I think, like, from a PS5 standpoint, this game feels next-gen when you okay. when you start playing it. Uh, the very first thing is your ship crashing, and the 3D audio with the haptic or the special rumble that the controller does. Um, all of that, like, together, you're like, it just feels new. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so immersive. Yeah. And then and then you get out of the ship after it crashes, and you're exploring this whole alien world, and it's so Metroid, it's so uh, alien with, like, all these weird fauna and... Um, Specifically, Prometheus, I think, is what yes, you said, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, like the just the color palette is is yeah. what reminded me of Prometheus. Like it's yeah. blue and it's rainy and it it's you're scanning everything with like this little shoulder scanner. Yeah. And you know it's this it's typical alien stuff. It's like this dead civilization that you're trying to figure out why or how yeah. the the civilization died and. Like you're creeping around every corner, and all the enemies glow, and the the sound is just like the pitter patter of the rain. You can feel on your controller, and you can hear it like around you, and it's just incredible. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, the three D audio is one of my favorite things. Three um, D audio is like a PlayStation Five. It might just be a marketing thing. Uh, yeah. but typically audio is mixed either like 5.1, which would be, you know, five speakers in a, in a subwoofer or mm-hmm. 7.1, which puts two speakers like, um, it would, if you're in a room, it would be like up in front of you, like in the top, top corners of the room. Okay. Uh, 3d audio is like an engine that they developed specifically for the PS5 where you're supposed to be able to hear audio like above and below you at all like it's completely 3D all mm-hmm. all angles. So they have like a little calibration thing where they give you like a bubbling brook and they tell you to like you choose how high the brook is in your ears. Okay. So yeah. like you they tell you to put it 
as even with your ears as as you can. And then like you move it up and down so that yeah. it knows how to calibrate like for your head. Um, and I, it's like, it's incredible playing with headphones. Like you, you can tell where enemies are a, a lot like devil daggers. Uh, you nice. can tell, tell where enemies are just based on the sounds they're making. Mm-hmm. And they're these weird alien noises and it's like, <laughs> and it's just, it's so cool, dude. Um, and it, and it feels amazing. Like it's a house mark game, mm-hmm. and you know it's really simple. Dash. You got a dash on the circle button. You have uh, a jump like with a jetpack, so it's like uh, it's sensitive. You know you can you can hold it down and jump real high, or you can tap it and jump real low. So it's re- it's really touchy. Yeah. And then you have a lot of air control, and the enemies basically give you bullet hell. Uh. Yeah, like you're you're actually dodging their projectiles. Yes, yeah. yes. And, you know, first impression, this game is like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing game ever. Like, it, it, it Jeez, right off the really? bat. It just, yeah, it feels great. Like, right off the bat, it feels, the map is really good. Mm-hmm. It so, looked like a Metroid Prime map. Yep, yep, it looks yeah. exactly like a Metroid Prime map. And, and. Honestly, first playing this, I was I just wanted to play Prime again because it, it is that it is that experience. God, I super want to replay those games. So, play some more. You realize you're in this time loop kind of thing. Like you keep finding your own dead body around different places in the wow, map. Wow, spoilers! And Joking. you, it's a it, it's a rogue like. Yeah. So every time you die, the rooms shift. The map shifts. And um, you do retain some things, but for the most part, you're starting over at the beginning. Um, so mm-hmm. the way I talk about this, I want to be careful because I think I think experience, experiencing some of those rogue elements is some of the fun of the game. Yeah. Um, I think this game is super punishing, and I've played about 20 hours of it. Oh, wow. And- okay. At the point that I'm at now, I'm almost ready to give up on it. Oh wow, really? It's tough. Yeah. Um I think that it's 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 really uh it can be really defeating. Uh I've heard that, yeah. They don't give you a lot of room for error. Mm-hmm. Like you, you lose health really fast and the runs are really long. So you can spend a lot of time like exploring and prepping and collecting things to get a nice run and then mess up and then die really fast and then you lose all of that. And so that just sucks kind of really. On the flip side of that, it makes everything count like a lot. So like you're in a boss battle and you're like, your butthole's so tight and you're <laughs> you're gripping the controller so hard and it's it's rumbling in your hand and you're dodging like you're you're dodging the bullet hell that the boss is throwing at you and you're you're sweating and it just creates this really like white knuckle experience uh-huh. that that you can't really get without the punishment of having to go all the way back right and so it leads to like just fist pumping like oh yes like moments but mm-hmm. also i can see how like it, it can be 
tough. And I, I'm feeling both those, that reward of, of overcoming the challenge. And yeah, I don't ever want to play this game again. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I feel that both those things and specifically with where I'm at right now, like I thought I had beaten the game and it's still going. And like, I really can't get hit now. And there's just a bazillion enemies and like, it takes really long to get there. And when I die, I'm just like, ah, I yeah. don't know. It sounds um, like one of those like one run a day or every two days kind of game. Yeah. Like it's not something you're gonna sit there and play to death. Um Well the problem with that is the runs are like an hour plus, like every right. time. Right. And you can't save. <laughs> and you can't save. I mean you can I think you can suspend the the PlayStation and it and it would work like that. Yeah. Um and I'm a little but I'm a little scared like I've been wanting to start Resident Evil. Yeah. But I'm scared to get into another game because this game requires so much like precision and dexterity yeah, like that I don't want to fall off. It. It's yeah. not that I'll, yeah, I just don't and on the other side of things like I don't believe that the story is going to be like Rewarding worth it worth it yeah. in the end and i'm kind of only playing because i want to overcome the challenge which yeah. is a very flimsy reason for me to keep playing a little bit yeah um it's like just this hard-headed thing but <laughs> yeah i th- i think overcoming the challenge of this game specifically is really rewarding and so that's what's it just feels really good to play yeah and so that's what's kind of keeping me going uh I keep wrestling with I don't know if this game would be better just not being a roguelike. Yeah. Like the the rooms rearrange and stuff, but there's a set number of rooms and they kind of only rearrange like the order that you mm-hmm. experience them in and mm-hmm. the drops that are in them. And you can get kind of screwed by them like not giving you health drops like in a yeah on a on a extended number of rooms or they just like you have a ton of combat sequences right in a row or like mm-hmm. sometimes I still don't know after playing so much of it I still don't sometimes I'll just die and I don't understand like why I, I'm getting hit as much mm. like or why not why I'm getting hit as much but why they're doing so much damage. Yeah. And so it's a little obtuse in how things work. And I think that's both a good thing because, you know, you're exploring an alien world and, you know, you, you find a thing and it tells you how it'll change your, your suit, your upgrades or whatever. And you need to make the decision. Do I want to pick this thing up or do I not want to pick this thing up? Cause there's, there's usually, all the items have a good thing and a bad thing that they do usually. Right. Yeah. So you're kind of balancing like, do I want this reward for this penalty? And sometimes the decision making is hard because you just don't know enough mm-hmm. information about how it's going to mm-hmm. affect you. And then um, as far as like weapons go, like you get proficiency with weapons and that stuff carries over. And there's like random, uh, you you unlock like traits for each weapon, and they kind of carry over to the to runs. Like once you unlocked it, it can appear on more, 
not on more weapons, but it, it'll appear the next time you find that weapon. Sure, sure. And yeah. so the more you use a thing, the more traits you have, and the better the weapon will be, hmm. which is cool. But I'm at this point where like. If I find the one gun that has all the traits in it, I always use that one because Yeah. I've heard I've heard the exact same feedback. Even finding yeah. a new weapon, like it just doesn't have it doesn't have the amount of traits that I need on it, and then I don't want to level it up to get it to that point. Yeah. So there's not a good like there's not a good reason to experiment, really. There's no there's no yeah. systems to like to try and break the game with and try and experiment on the rogue like yeah. formula with do you know what i'm saying do you think it would have been salt like that desire to mess around with stuff do you think that would have been solved by being able to save in the middle of a run like it wouldn't feel like you're wasting a run by choosing to experiment on something and instead you can well, stop in the middle of this one goof they, around on it they give you really good fast travel points so if you would pick up a weapon and decide that you wanted your old weapon you could always just fast travel back to the area and pick up your old weapon again oh okay what what i don't like is you can only carry one weapon yeah which feels i I feel like that feels yes i feel like you should at least get two yeah and and you run into like i've specifically thought to myself i wish i had a machine gun for this enemy and like a different weapon for this enemy yeah and you do have alt fires which is kind of neat, and the way that works is kind of neat because w- when you fire, when you aim, you hold, you press the trigger down halfway. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you shoot, and then the alt fire is you squeeze the trigger full. So it's a really good use of the the haptic triggers that the PS5 has. It feels really neat. It feels yeah. revolutionary in a way. Um, but it just like it's kind of the thing where if you're really good at at finding the the right combination of things and then you aim for that thing like that's how you you beat this yeah. you aim to get that thing every time that's how you beat this but you're still relying on RNG for the the drops right. right and some of that just doesn't feel respectful of of your time yeah it sounds like they kind of it sounds like they bungled the rogue like thing a little bit yeah, because I I've, think you're you, you. I've heard all the exact same things that you're saying. You know, I it think, sounds like the universal opinion. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, I think it being a rogue gives you that reward mm-hmm. feeling a little more than they could have done it had there been just save points. Mm. Like, I don't know that you get the same like fist pump. Yes, I beat the boss moment that you would get if you could just save and go back to the boss and save and go back to the boss. Yeah, I mean, oh, but you, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Well, I, I know, but I'm I'm just yeah. saying oh, if you they would have... Oh, you mean in terms of a run-based thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they do give you some checkpoints that, like, once you have, like, beat your way through a level, they don't always make you run the full level again. Yeah, but you're missing out on leveling yourself yes, up and stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you're, yep. like, deciding on... I can run straight through this, but now I don't have anything to fight the enemy with. Right, right. And that kind of stinks. Yeah. And it's still like every side door that you go through, you run the risk of hitting a a, a difficult combat thing too. So it's like still a decision-making process. Is it worth it for me to yeah. 
go off the beaten path more and more. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they probably like extended the playtime of the game a lot. Like it takes yeah. longer to beat because right. Right. they made it a roguelike, which I think uh, could be a good and bad thing. Like if you want to keep playing, if you want a game that's going to give you a lot of hours, I guess, then, then that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's some good with it and some bad with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think like the story particularly is interesting in the rogue uh, like, <laughs> yeah. formula. Everything has a big thing to live up to now with Hades. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that anything is gonna really pull that off as well again. Yeah, and and, and I keep seeing comparisons to to Hades because that was the big rogue game from last year, and yeah. like I just don't think this game. I mean, they're not they're not similar at all. Like, other than being rogue games, they have they have no similarities. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good starting point, though. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's really cool. I thought it would take me like ten hours to beat. Like when I looked up and decided that I wanted to play it before Resident Evil. Yeah, like I bought it specifically because I thought it'd be short, mm-hmm. and that was dumb because now that I'm really far into the game, I'm seeing that it's taken people like 30 and 40 hours to beat it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm in it for that long haul like that, but it is, it is a really cool game. Um, and I, I bet they could add to it like pretty easily. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I, I will, I definitely want to check it out when I get a PS five. Uh, it's absolutely a game I won't spend seventy dollars on. I think, I I think that it's a game that will be in PS5's yeah library of games that you can get for free. Yep, like very fast. Yep, because they're gonna have to develop that something like that to compete with Games Pass. I think. Yeah, that's it's, just my opinion. It's it's also just a game that like for what it is as a game is just ripe for PS Plus. Like that's what I, that's what I mean. You know, yeah. like it, it, they they put in you know it's they're 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 a Sony owned studio in the first place, so they already put in the development money to get it out and help it along, and it released at full price, and they're gonna get as much as they can from its initial sales, and then after that, yeah. especially especially now with the conversation about that game and what it is, and is it really worth that price tag? Like, I guarantee the sales of that game are gonna fall off pretty drastically. I do and, think that the uh, the tech of the game does feel new. Yeah, the controller thing sounds cool. The controllers and like it looks like it looks and feels and plays. Like a it it feels new. Like it feels like a yeah. the next step up in games, like from a sound and and particle effect and you know that kind of standpoint. Like it, it is. Yeah. I don't. It's I. It's hard to get into the discussion of like what's worth. What's oh, worth? Of course. You know what yeah, I mean. Of course. But because yeah. I I can see the argument. You know, both ways is is what I'm saying. For it it's being just, worth it and not being worth it. You got to wonder, like, if they really did just, you know, make, like, a, a, a linear game and and didn't probably spend all this time on balancing a game that... Yeah. Bal- on balancing things that a rogue experience requires. Like, yeah. you know, could they have just 
got it out faster or could it have been completed faster and then less money and did it need to ever actually be that expensive and you know like they haven't released a single game even close to full price ever yeah <laughs> you know like it's it's really out of the ordinary for housemark in general they so. they put like a there's like a daily run um mode yeah. in there that's kind of neat you can you can kind of score attack the game yeah uh a little bit but even that is like they just play you just play like a whole level as it would exist if you were playing the regular mm-hmm. uh, the regular game but then it doesn't have like anything at the end of it so essentially there's no scoreboard like leaderboard no there's yeah there's a scoreboard and a leaderboard but oh. it doesn't like let you play the whole game it just gives you like one biome oh and lets you run through it as fast as you can weird and so like it it rewards you by doing the daily challenge, you get the currency that's permanent that lets you. Oh, okay. So yeah. it gives you incentive to do that, but also it's like there's nothing different about that daily challenge than than yeah. actually playing the game. So it feels like a waste of time a little bit. Yeah, because I you're like, if it's I could like just thing. be, I could just be playing the game and getting farther. I don't sure, know. It's kind of sure. weird how it works. Like with the Spelunky daily challenge, like you're still essentially playing the game. Like you could win that daily challenge run. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that's I not how this. Mean. That's not how this is. Yeah, I see what you mean. That is weird. That's weird. Yep. And and the design of it isn't any different than the regular game. It's just that at the end, instead of going to a boss and then to the next biome, it just says challenge complete. Yeah, that's strange. That's pretty so, strange. Yeah. So it's like a, it feels like a waste of time. It's like why would I spend yeah, all this just, time on this challenge thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of just playing the regular game. So like I don't even like how that works either. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be one thing if I had friends to compete with, but like really that would be your only motivation to play that. Yeah, it's like truly just a scoreboard chasing yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, odd. Yeah. So there's some there's some things about it that I think are good and. Some things that I wish were different. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I definitely, I definitely give it a thumbs up. When I finish it, let's see how it ends. Maybe I'll golf clap it. <laughs> if you'd have asked yeah. me in the first like three or four hours of the game, I would have been we're golf clapping it all the way. Yeah. But I, but I've just played enough of it to the point where I'm like, uh, it's start, it's starting to beat me down a little bit, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, hold on. Speaking of 3D audio, is that what you're gonna say? Nope. I I want to say this real quick because it goes it goes with the the game pretty okay. good. I bought the Sony Pulse headphones, which are specifically okay. designed for 3D. It's the PS5. Okay. Uh, headphones. They're wireless, and uh, they have the same design flaws that the Sony. I forget what the PS4 headphones were called. I think. I don't know. Gold, Sony Gold maybe, or Sony Platinum. I don't know what they were. But the ear cups, excuse me, sorry. The ear cups are too shallow, and when you put the headphones on your head, they smash your ears, mm-hmm. and it hurts, <laughs> and I hate it because they sound really good. Yeah. Like the 3D audio in them sounds really good. Yeah. And they're like not super expensive for, you know, a wireless, nice sounding headphone. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's a shame that they weren't more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bummer. But that's my Sony Pulse review. <laughs> nice. In case you were wondering. Uh, yeah, so I was going to jump off of making decisions that are you're, make, you're making. No, you're making decisions that you have no information on at all in Returnal on like you don't know whether this thing is going to be good or not at all. Uh, I played a little uh, side, another side-scrolling game, action game, called Valfaris. Did you play it on Games Pass? No, I actually bought this like forever ago. Uh, okay. It was it was on sale. It, I think it came out in 2019. It's not that old of a game. But I bought it on sale a while ago and didn't get around to playing it for a long time. And uh, only recently did, played through the whole thing and beat it. Um just wanted to mention it real quick because I do think it is, again, like Blasphemous and Narita Boy, like it is a cool experience. Like it's a cool, it's it's a good idea executed well in, for like just the setting of something. Okay. And um, I played this developer's first game a little bit called slain back from hell. And I think it's just two people that work on these games. Valfaris is a follow-up to that game. Like not, you know, story wise or anything, just kind of like a spiritual successor gameplay wise. Yeah. And, and in terms of being heavy metal driven, which is really cool and obviously, and obviously appealing to me. So like slain, I think was more like fantasy, um, kind of like Viking type stuff. And Valfaris is like super science fiction, far flung future, alternate reality kind of thing while also having a heavy metal soundtrack. (laughs) So that part is fun to me because Playing that game is like looking at album art for a yeah. bunch of like heavy metal bands and stuff and like death metal bands and shit like that. And that was really cool. Like they really nailed the aesthetic. They did in Slain also, but I think Valf I didn't finish Slain because it pissed me off like gameplay wise actually. Yeah. But but Valfaris, I think, was like a much more refined version of that and uh was just more appealing aesthetically to me too like i think they did it they did it better like it it's cohesive and it looks really cool and it's really detailed and like a lot of thought was put into like the environments that you're playing through and stuff like that like it's it's impressive uh at for like a small team and um yeah it was cool but like where i was going with like the making a decision based on no information like that game is hard valfaris is hard like yeah. that is a, that is a really challenging game, and it's just it's kind of like a hack and slash. But then you also have a gun, and you get different swords that do slightly different things, and you get guns that do slightly different things, and you can you know swap them out and upgrade them and stuff. But it does this thing where you're gathering these like crystals throughout the game, and you use them to activate essentially Dark Souls bonfires, and it's a linear game. It's not a Metroid game. Like, you're not returning to things. Yeah. You are just progressing through a linear thing. So you get these crystals that you have to spend them to ignite respawn points. 
And if you don't, you're essentially pushing your luck to the next respawn point and hoping you get through this, you know, gauntlet of enemies and platforming mm -hmm. puzzles and stuff like that. And the reason you want to hold on to those crystals is because they give you more health and more energy to do special things and whatever. So, like, you're making these decisions with literally no idea what you're wading into. Yeah. Right? Like, you, it's like, it, and it presents this idea, um, like, pretty early in the game. It's like, hey, if you hold on to these, you're going to have more health and you're going to have more of this, but you won't be able to save. And it's like, okay, well, this game's pretty hard. Yeah. So, like, how am I ever going to know that I should skip this shrine or not? And so, like, it was like, it was like me barely engaging with that system of the game. Yeah. You know, like it it was it was weird. It was like like I did eventually start to build up those resources because like if you if you dug around a little bit, you would find extra ones that you wouldn't need to spend, so you did start to build up a little bit of them over time. But it was just like it was so strange to me. It was like how like I understand what you're going for and maybe it's for people replaying through the game that are actually supposed to use that and not like on your first play. But if that's the case, then it shouldn't be in the first playthrough at all. You know, like it, why is it, why is it there at all? Like it's this weird, like if you, if you chose to skip a, a, a save point and then you get screwed, like now you just have to replay this whole thing again, which, yeah. you know, depending on, depending on your patience, maybe you want to do that. But like, I, I don't know. Don't like I, doing that. I gave yeah. that game a pretty good chance. Like I tried to do that stuff. Like I, I, every so often I would come across a save point and be like, you know what? Let's see. I'm, I'm comfortable with replaying what I just did if I lose. So I'll do it again. You know? Yeah. So, um, I thought that was like kind of a, it, it's an interesting decision gameplay wise. Yeah. But, um, but it didn't like hurt the game at all. I I thought that game was really cool. It was really challenging, and I'm glad I played it. And um, I recommend it. I think it's on everything. I think it's on Switch as well. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's on Switch. Valfaris. Uh, it it also might be on Game Pass. I'm not sure. I just bought it. But yeah. Um, I could. I have a couple other things. I actually think it would be we could call it actually because. Cool. Uh, you know, we could just do another episode. Yeah, <laughs> We're not going anywhere. That's fine with me. Yeah. I started playing Mass Effect, which is very exciting. But. I have been jealous of you guys talking about that in the group chat. I still absolutely adore. Yeah, I really want to play it. I just don't. I, I'm going to play. That's a big time ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I don't want to quit on Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can keep doing that too. <laughs> so, well, that plus whatever other games are coming out, I just right. It's it's my time is finite. It is. It's. I I struggled with it. I was like, am I really going to play all three of these? And I don't know that I will. But you're gonna I get wanna, through some of them. I want to own it, and you know, maybe I only played through three one time. Yeah, and that's kind of like. That's kind of like pushing me. It's like, oh, I really would like to play through that again. So, did um, you use Default Shepherd? Yeah, and I actually went with the female one this time because I've never okay. played. I've never played with her, and like you know, 
I, I would say almost revisionist history about Mass Effect, like at when two came out is when I feel like people started saying like, you should be playing as her because she's the better voice actor. And it's like, well, the guy's actually kind of awesome too. Like I like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, It's not a male versus female thing. Like it's just, I, I, I sort of like really like that guy's character, like how yeah. he delivers the lines. Um, so are you doing Paragon or, uh, so another thing I've been struggling with is can I make, cause I already person. played through, I played through one and two both ways already in the past. I've done okay. full playthroughs of Paragon and Renegade and both of them. Um, in this playthrough, I really wanted to try making decisions I did not make in the series that okay. I know matters throughout the series. Yeah. So I haven't got to one of those yet, and there's one specifically that I'm really struggling with and, like, toying with doing. And I don't know. Like, I really want to see the other permutations of that story, but at the same time, like, at me as a person and as a player, it's it's like it's going against everything I would do. You You're know? going to have multiple save files? Could you just do it that way? I won't do that. I did do that. I did do that when the game originally came out, the first one. I did, like, go back and, like, check a couple. Even though I did full playthroughs anyway. Yeah. I still I still went back and checked things. But, no, I'm not. I, I don't have time for that. Like, if I'm, I first of all, setting aside the chunk of time to play through a lengthy trilogy... I'm not going back. What and, do like, you think that save that is too. lengthwise the whole trilogy? Rough, rough guess. Eighty hours for all three of them. Yeah, that's not too bad. I don't, I don't think it's not too bad, but it's also good. Bit. Kind of a lot, and yeah. that's like a. I don't know. I mean, that's a really random guess. I wanna, you know? I wanna play those as an adult. Like right, I, I, I played one and two. And I don't think I finished two. Yeah. And the last time I played was like the first time I had gotten a flat screen TV for my bedroom. So that was forever ago. Mass was... Effect. Yeah. Mass Effect is one of the first games I played in the HD era. I, mm-hmm. I when that when that game came out, it was the first TV that I had that used component. 1080i. No, I was even on 720. The first time I played yeah. that game was 720, and I remember just being like in awe i was in awe of that game is crazy yeah and i feel like they've held up in terms of just people talking about them yeah i mean i actually think we're talking about it i actually think mass effect one still looks pretty good like you know it's it's still i mean it looks old like you can tell it's dated and stuff but um for that the most part, me. Yeah. yeah. For for the most part, like as I'm playing it, I'm like, man, this actually still like looks pretty good. Like they they did some really good work on some yeah. of the uh, on some of the like alien models and stuff. Like they they look as if they were from a modern video game. You know, like it doesn't yeah. it's scaled up perfectly. How's now, the update to controls? Does it feel? Um, I've never played these games. I've I've only played the first one a tiny bit on PC. Um, and the other ones were all on controller. So I'm playing with mouse and keyboard. Um, just to be different. Yeah. Just to give it a try. And if it's fine, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's janky. Like the, those games, those games really improved on their feel as the series went on. So the first one is definitely still janky. Like it didn't, the legendary edition didn't 
change that at all too much yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but i am very into playing it again which is awesome yeah that's so, cool yeah is there anything else coming out that you're looking forward to uh i don't know i would love to play ratchet and clank i don't think i'll have a ps5 yet <laughs> i i saw a thing that playstation was saying it'll be two years that their their yeah. uh, stock is bad yeah, they were even there's rumors of them trying to redesign it internally a little bit just to like get more of them out know, there. Yeah, more of them produced. Yeah, I don't know if that was ever confirmed yet, but yeah, oh well, whatever. <laughs> RNC is June, I think. Mhm. Um I'm for sure going to play Resident Evil. I want to play Resident I'm going to play Resident Evil 7 and 8 back to back. I'm going to go back and replay 7. Um, I I keep wondering like do I actually want to play eight because it sounds like it's more of a shooter which is appealing to me. Um, I don't want to do the survivaly type stuff really yeah. at all. Uh, so I I've actually held off like watching too much of that game. Yeah, thinking, like maybe I will play it, but I don't know. We'll see. It surprises me a little bit that you're very against seven and eight when you were all about two and three. I mean, they were like playing Resident Evil Four, <laughs> but I feel like I f- it's the same controls. It's just first person. Like it doesn't so feel different. My my thoughts did crystallize on this. Okay. Uh, I I think the first person thing is um, what's the word? I think they I think it's a gimmick. I don't think it benefits the game. I think it was done for VR for seven. And only for that reason. And they got into a position of, well, we have this ready to go. And the eight is a direct follow up to seven. So we're just going to keep it in first person. And so they do a bunch of that in your face type stuff, like scares and whatever. And it's only because it's in first person. Otherwise, there's no reason for that game to be in first person. And I think that's lame. And I don't really have any other good reason other than I just don't find it interesting. I don't I don't like the lack of situational awareness already in those games. Like it's already not great and I understand it's a survival game, but now you're in first person with an extremely more limited lack of situational awareness. So Yeah. I'm just I just don't I just I'm not into it. I don't know. Um For some that- reason I feel like I can remember specific things from Resident Evil 7 better than 95% of the games I played on PS4. Like, things from that game stick out in my head yeah. more than a ton of games that I played. And I don't know why that's the I case. I don't know either, yeah. But that's why I want to go back and play it, number one. Yeah. But, I don't know, having 10 Resident Evil games or however many there's been be in the third-person mode... I can understand why they'd try to change it. Sure. I it, yeah, sure. That's fine. I don't I don't really have a problem with it. I just don't want to play yeah. it myself, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. I haven't seen I haven't seen much from 8 except for like thumbnails and stuff on YouTube and I watched Twitter. uh I watched the opening. I I've seen like the first like 45 minutes of yeah. it. Yeah. Um but that's it. So and and now that like people have got a chance to play it and finish it and I'm I'm hearing that it's more like a it's not really as much of a survival horror game. It's more of a yeah. shooter shootery type thing. That yeah. makes me more interested in it because 
that's why I play any of the Resident Evils anyway, is when it yeah. became a shooter and not really a survival horror game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play did- 6 soon. Are you? Yeah, I've been I've been like really thinking about it. It's finally time to check that out. Uh, you never played it at all. Nope. I bet you'll like it. I yeah, that's why I want to know. <laughs> you'll just laugh at it. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, very I, very silly. With with 8 coming out, I was like I think it might be time to finally play 6. So, we'll we'll see. I bet that I bet you like if you played that on PC with bumped up resolution stuff it'd be like a pretty sick yeah i bought it on pc a while ago yeah i bet that'd be pretty sweet yeah uh and uh, other games coming out um mario golf yeah i'm excited about mario golf i think there was a couple things a couple other things that i was looking at that i was excited for guilty gears out pretty soon oh that's true that's right there's a there's a beta out for that right now the final beta. I think it's like two weeks away or a week away or something. Yeah, I'm. That'll be good. Yeah. Um. What's Scarlet Nexus? Josh has that on our calendar. I have no idea. <laughs> it's probably an anime game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all. I. Uh, by the next episode, I should have completed Returnal. And I hope to play some more um, Resident Evil. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully I'll finish No More Heroes too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play random things. Probably be deeper. More random stuff. Do you still have uh, Games Pass? No, I kind of got through everything I wanted to play, so I I ended it for this month. It's just about over. I did really like something else, Monster Train. I'll talk about that next time. Um, Okay. But yeah, Monster Train is good. Cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that'll do it for this one. Uh, you can get at us with punish. Wait, feedback at with wait with punish game at gmail.com. I can't even remember our own email. Uh, Twitter with punish game. We still have a store for merch if you want to get some. That's always in the episode description. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh... Thanks for putting up with us, even though we're coming at you with with slow the slow content drip a little bit. You know what I mean? And still, we still hit a an episode a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we appreciate that. Um, as always, I want to say take a look at my wife's blog at popcornreviews.com. <laughs> She's still killing it. Uh, and play play some games, man. Yeah. Yeah, now's the time to get caught up before some things, more things keep coming out, I guess. But uh, and the and the weather gets too nice and for you to nice. stay inside. But it's okay if you do. <laughs> we won't judge. Yeah. All right. Peace. <laughs>